This morning you might have noticed a new addition to our lineup, our dear Dharma friend Eowyn Alstrom, who's going to be our movement teacher for this retreat. So I'd like to just invite Eowyn to uh, say a few words. Good morning, friends. Mostly it's really just nice to see you and be here together. Um, Many familiar faces in the room, and many of you new to me, so looking forward to spending the time together, practicing together. So when I spoke of the five training precepts last night, I mentioned that the fifth one is about refraining from taking intoxicants, traditionally, that cloud the mind and lead to heedlessness. And these days, because so many of us, including myself, can have a kind of an intoxicated or addicted relationship to our technology, some teachers are even suggesting that we should include cell phone use in this fifth precept of uh, refraining from intoxicants. And certainly when we come on a retreat like this and we have less continuous access to our devices, we can start to see just how compulsive they can be. So in support of really helping all of us to uh, quiet the mind and to uh, deepen more fully into this practice opportunity, we are going to have our formal invitation to hand over your devices And so we'll just take a few minutes now to invite whoever would like to, to bring your device to the front here and just place it in the basket. And following Joseph's tradition, I will ring a bell with each offering to celebrate it as a group. So feel free as you feel moved. Just come on up and be good if we can keep this moving. So may, maybe come down the center aisle and then return down the side so that we can keep it moving.
Okay, so as you can see in here, that's quite an offering. <laughs> we almost needed two baskets, so really appreciate your um, willingness because this is a powerful support, not just for your own practice, but for each other. Because as I said last night, we really all are in this together. Not too late. <laughs> Wow. Beautiful, thank you. <clears throat> mm. So taking a moment just to appreciate that voluntary relinquishment as we start to settle more fully into the stillness, the simplicity, the silence. So over the course of this retreat, as we explore this path to awakening, we'll be basing our teachings on a key discourse for mindfulness practice, which is the Satipatthana Sutta, usually translated into English as the four foundations or establishments of mindfulness. And Joseph will be speaking a lot more about mindfulness this evening so for now, I'll just define mindfulness very simply as the capacity of the mind to know what we're doing as we're doing it and to know that we know. And this knowing is a non-reactive knowing. <coughs> so we start by simply being with our experience exactly as it is without trying to change it in any way. And this non-reactivity is sometimes known as bare awareness or bare attention, which is simply knowing what's happening without our usual habit of assessing or judging or analyzing, thinking about or struggling with our experience. And that might sound quite simple, but as I'm sure you all know from your own experience, can be quite hard at times to put this into practice. So one of the aspects of the Satipatthana Sutta that I really appreciate is that it's a gradual path of training. It lays out a progressive set of teachings, starting with quite simple things we can bring awareness to, such as the body and the breath. And then little by little, it starts to include more and more complex aspects of our experience, such as thoughts and emotions, until eventually nothing whatsoever is left out of the field of our awareness. So this morning we'll begin at the beginning and I'll be offering a short guided meditation on mindfulness of breathing. And we can think of mindfulness of the breathing of the breath as our home base. So whenever we get lost or confused or caught in struggle of some kind, we can simply begin again. Let go of the struggle and come home, come back to the breath. So in this first session, because most of us tend to come into the retreat with some degree of tension or stress, tightness, I'll start with a short body scan, just inviting us to orient towards ease and calm. And this will be an invitation, not a commandment, because uh, 
as we all know, trying to force ourselves to relax is counterproductive. And it's quite common in the beginning of a retreat when we do this to find areas of the body that don't easily relax or release. So if you notice this, no need to struggle with it. You can simply practice acceptance. Okay, this is how it is right now. So then when we've taken a few minutes just to orient towards ease and calm, I'll invite you to bring your awareness to the experience of the breath. And again, as Joseph said last night, we're not trying to change the breath in any way. We don't need it to be in any way at all. We're simply knowing it exactly as it is. And for the purposes of this meditation, I'll invite you to bring your awareness to wherever the sensations of the breath are clearest for you. So for some people that might be at the nostrils, for some people in the upper chest, for some people in the abdomen or the lower belly. It doesn't matter so much where you pay attention to the breath as that you know it uh, with some degree of ease and clarity. So wherever the breath feels clearest and most natural, that's fine. So beginning by taking a few minutes just to settle into a sitting position where you can find some degree of ease. Coming home to the body and getting that felt sense of the whole body sitting. However the body is arranged on the cushion or the bench or the chair. Beginning by simply sitting and knowing that you're sitting. Feeling the contact of the feet with the ground. And the contact of the sitting bones with the cushion or the bench or the chair. Letting the lower half of the body settle and soften. Connecting with the support of the ground, the earth beneath you. And then from this stable base, inviting the spine to become just a little straighter without forcing or straining, but inviting this sense of uprightness, alertness, and ease. And then taking a few minutes just to move through the body and to invite any areas of tension to soften and relax and release. Beginning by bringing the awareness to the top of the head, to the forehead, 
and just noticing if there's any tension here, sometimes a slight frown. So inviting the forehead, the brow to soften. And then in the same way, noticing the area around the eyes. Sometimes even with the eyes closed, there can be a sense of looking or searching. We might notice that the eyelids are clamped tightly shut. So inviting all those small muscles around the region of the eyes to soften and relax. Likewise, the mouth. Taking a moment just to notice are the lips clamped tightly shut? Are the teeth tight and the jaw tight? perhaps even opening the jaw and wiggling the jaw, and then letting the mouth close very lightly, inviting any tension in this area to soften and relax and release. And then moving down to the shoulders and taking a moment just to notice the shoulders. Are they up towards the ears or forced back or hunched forward? Again, you might take a moment just to roll the shoulders and then find that relaxed position where they can be soft and at ease. And then continuing down both arms through the elbows, the lower arms, the wrists, to the hands. And again, noticing if there's perhaps some slight sense of holding or gripping wiggling the fingers and just allowing the hands to soften and to relax. And then coming back to the shoulders for a moment, checking in with the shoulders, and then floating the attention down through the chest, the torso. the upper abdomen and the belly. Noticing if there's any sense of tightness or holding and seeing if any of that can be softened. And again, if you encounter any tension that doesn't want to release right now, Simply knowing, okay, this is how it is.
right now. And then moving the attention further down the body, through the buttocks, the hips, the pelvis, the muscles of the upper legs, the lower legs, and the feet. And again, noticing any areas of perhaps holding or contracting and inviting them to soften, relax, release. And then returning the attention once more to the whole body sitting. Body sitting, body breathing. And bringing the awareness now to this simple knowing of breathing in and breathing out. Wherever the physical sensations of the breath are clearest for you, the nostrils or the upper chest, the abdomen or the belly, without forcing or straining or narrowing the attention, simply settling back and receiving the experience of breathing in and breathing out. Whenever you notice that the attention has moved away from the breath, with a smile, you can simply begin again. Noticing that I said when and not if, because it's completely natural that the mind will move. So gently bringing it back and reconnecting with just that simple knowing that you're breathing in and knowing that you're breathing out. And whenever you get lost with a smile, simply begin again in silence now.
So the schedule for the rest of the retreat will be alternating periods of sitting meditation and walking meditation. In a few minutes, I'll hand over to George for some instructions about walking meditation. Just before we go there, a couple of announcements. So at this uh, morning session at 8.30, we often will... uh, give announcements about the retreat. So we really do encourage you to come to the 8.30 instruction session, the 3.45 guided meditation, the Dharma talk every day, and the group meetings, which will be starting tomorrow morning. And then just in terms of the supporting the silence and the stillness, the settling in, here in the hall we really do encourage you to do your best to come on time to arrive at the start of the sitting and stay till the end so that we can minimize too much traffic in and out of the hall. And then at the end of the sitting, uh, to allow the teachers to leave the hall first before uh, everyone else would be supportive. Likewise, in the hall, we ask you not to bring water bottles and so on into the hall. They can be left on the shelves out there just to help keep this a quiet space. And given that it is a cold season, I think Roberta probably mentioned to you, but just a reminder when coughing to really try to have the habit of covering your cough, uh, either the crook of your elbow or and the hands just to help minimize the spread of germs. In the same way, using the hand sanitizer before meals really makes a big difference. So just a few additional mindfulness practices that will really help support our group practice. Are there any other announcements? Uh So the yoga with Eowyn will start tomorrow. Because we're a big group, it'll be divided into two groups. So you'll have a session um, every second day. And there'll be more information. Eowyn, you'll talk about that this afternoon? Mm, At some point. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So there'll be further announcements about the, the practicalities of that. Okay. So over to George. So thinking about the continuity of practice and and the idea of the walking practice, keeping it really simple, but the walking practice does not begin when you get to your spot. Right? So a lot of us have our spots and when we walk, sometimes people like to walk in circular fashion. Some people just find a path and they walk back and forth. So I'll give you instructions on the walking, but I want to make the suggestion that the walking meditation and the sitting meditation and all of the activities that we go through throughout the day, that there's plenty of opportunities to be present, to be mindful, and and to use these opportunities. Like, for instance, the opportunity you have from, the, from getting up from your seated posture and then moving to the next place. So you're thinking about, oh, i got to get my spot. No, it begins now. And you're in your body. When you stand up, you can feel how it feels when your body is in motion. 
So we're going from stillness to motion. So there's an opportunity here to just be in your body. And there's nothing out of the ordinary. It's just paying attention from the inside out of how the body feels. And so I'm sitting. And so when I stand up, I can feel myself standing up. And then when I walk, I just walk. But the mind is attentive to how the body feels as it is moving. So I know a lot of us have these practices where we might, you know, lifting, moving, placing. All that stuff is good, but ultimately we want to know what the mind and body is doing from moment to moment, how the mind is observing. So this simplicity of just knowing you are walking, knowing you are moving forward or backwards or you're, whatever you're doing, just being aware of that, just like sitting and knowing. And the breath can be helpful, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a breath-oriented process, but we want to start to develop this container or this way of resting in the body, resting in the breath, or just being able to observe our experiences. So just walking, just be aware of walking, noticing how your mind is feeling. So some of us might notice that, you know, we're trying too hard, you know, and the idea is just ease up. And then others of us, we may be too lax, and the idea is just to notice and bring a little bit more energy into it. But really simplicity here, and then we'll add, we'll move on. But right now, just knowing you're walking is enough, and feeling how your body is feeling in the activity of, of walking, and also noticing how you're observing your mind. So you, we might not even know that we're not doing it right, but we have this kind of this energy. So the energy watch is pretty, pretty important. Does that make sense? So we'll keep it really, really simple, but just challenging you or encouraging you to have the continuity of the mindfulness so that from the movement, we notice, okay, we're sitting, now we're standing, now we're moving, now we're at our spot, and as we're at our spot, can we just be in the body, feeling the body as it is moving? And so... To me, that's, that's the power of this, is the continuity. How do we sustain this attentiveness in the seated posture and then start to have more and more of that throughout the day so that there is this opportunity just in transition? Especially, you might notice yourself, you want to get to your spot before everybody else does. So there's a little excitation and there's a, you know, like, oh, I got to get there, you know. So, George, come on, man, I got to go. So just noticing that <laughs> and, and, and having some, some kindness about that and just, you know, looking at it from a vantage point of, oh, this is just conditioning. It's, it's, can we see it with that space, spaciousness, and just realizing that? Because I know that from my own experience, yeah, that I want to get to my spot. So just being able to notice that energy, not to judge it, but just to notice it and just to breathe with it and just feel what it feels like in the body. That could be very grounding. So this is the time that we can, so are there any questions about 
what I'm suggesting. And of course, you have the opportunity because this is Vipassana, so you can do what you want, basically. But we encourage you and suggest things. That's why Vipassana worked for me, because when I first came around, if you told me I had to do something, I wouldn't do it. So any questions about the instructions? Yes. The speed matter. I heard speed kills. No, I'm only kidding. The uh, uh, speed matter. No. Um, yes and no. Okay. For in other words, when we're speeding, we're trying to get someplace, and we get someplace. The idea is, if you're going fast or slow, to be there while you're moving fast. So if you're moving fast, you know you're moving fast, but it's not like you're moving fast because you're trying to get to someplace. And it's an energy that's moving you, and you don't even know what that energy is. It's more about uh, normal pace, I would say. But if you want to walk faster, you can, but just to feel, be in the body while you're moving. So speed is not so important on one level and on another level. It is important because sometimes we're walking and we're ahead of ourselves, and we want the body and the mind to be in the same place. So sometimes slowing down could be helpful or just starting slowly and then building up speed if you want to walk faster. But it's really more about making it normal. So if the normal pace could be fine. If you want to walk slow, you can walk slower. But once again, knowing what your intention is, knowing that you prefer to walk slower. And of course, around here, if you prefer to walk fast, we'll probably want you to not walk fast to get you out of your habit. And if you walk slow, we might encourage you to walk a little bit faster so that now when we leave the retreat, your walking meditation could be with you, your standing meditation, your your ability to be present to what how you are, what is happening in your body and outside of your body can be more of a habit. So you don't really have to think about it. So you get to the point where, oh, I'm, I'm either sitting, walking, lying down, or I'm either moving forward or backwards or standing. And just knowing that can be really helpful. For so for so I'm not. I'm not going to encourage walking slow or discourage walking slow. It's, it's up to you. Once again, what's your intention? Is your intention to just be present and to use a container to just experiment and see what happens? If you walk fast all the time, maybe slowing down might be helpful. If you walk slow all the time, maybe moving it to a normal pace. But you can begin when you get up and just just see uh, if you're going fast or slow. Uh, there's a Hall of Fame coach uh, passed away. His name is John Wooden. And one of his sayings that is really profound is, be quick, but don't be in a hurry. So it's the idea of the body is moving, but is the mind causing the body to move or is the body moving because it, it knows something the mind doesn't know? For instance, if you're walking across the street and a car is coming, it's probably a good idea to not think about, should I move or not? <laughs> and the body will just do its thing. So we, we just be present and you can feel that. Does that make sense? Yes. You mentioned to be aware of your energy. Um, is your energy your intention? Or what is, what is Yeah, when I'm talking about energy, I'm how your body feels, right? You know, you have a lot of energy you don't have, or you know, you have enthusiasm, you don't. You're kind of like sluggish, right? So I'm talking about it that way. So and 
in other words, like when you're when you're when you're trying to be quick but not be in a hurry, you could tell you're in a hurry because you have tension, right? So you just notice that, and when you have the tension, what do you want to do? <sighs> yeah, just relax into it, right? So we can get into energy and effort later, but right now it's more about what you're feeling in your body. So if you have a lot of energy, then being okay with that, just making space for it. But the energy's telling you that even though you don't think you're, you're in a hurry, you're in a hurry. Does that make sense? So it's like the wisdom of the body. Yes? Do you have any suggestions for where to direct your eyes? Uh, yes. Instructions on where to direct your eyes. Well, if you're walking, you should probably have them open, for number one. <laughs> and it's not to direct your eyes towards other folks, but to actually uh, direct your eyes um, forward. And it's interesting because I, I remember watching a program and it talks about, you know, when you get elderly, you fall. And what happens is when you fall, you start looking down. And when you look down, that actually throws your balance off. So you want to look a little bit ahead um, and keep your eyes either cast down or if you have a wall, you can just focus on the wall. But the idea is not to focus on other people or other things, but to stay focused on yourself and what you're doing. So keeping your eyes straight ahead or just being aware if you're walking outside of the environment because you don't want to trip or if you notice ice, right, then you might want to. So it's important uh, to know where you're looking. It's a great question because I will say your, your attention follows your intention. So sometimes, you know, you're walking, you're thinking about something else, you're, you're up here instead of being, being focused. Make sense? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so my question to you would be, what, what are you doing? Are you walking or are you reciting mantras? So you can do that when you walk, but I think for today it might be good to kind of not do what you normally do. Just focus on walking. Just keep it really simple. Just be on the walking. But of course, you can do that if you want. But if you, if you want to start to explore and to establish mindfulness, especially in the walking, meditation in the body, just, just keeping it really simple. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, that's a great, great thing because you notice when, when, you, when you're thinking while you're walking, it, you kind of, your body will, will let you know that, right? So it's, it's because if you're not, I'll give you an example. So when I, do, when I do my walking at home, if I'm thinking, it slows me down. So there's something about you coming back to the body, and that's what makes the body so powerful is... All you have to do is just say walking or body or and you're right there. You get what I'm saying? But but yes, it is assumed that we're staying on just the walking and, and the sensations of walking and, 
and just being present for what, whatever comes up. Does that make sense? That's a great question. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, um, could you give me an example? Yes, um, my suggestion would be um, that you want to feel your body as a whole and, and movement and not just focus on, on one area. You can do that, but what happens sometimes is you're focusing on one area, you'll notice you're just thinking about your feet and you're not aware that your shoulders are, are like that. So I would say to start off just the whole body and then if one, like in the sitting, if one part of your body is more prominent than the other, then you can focus on, on it. But what I would really look out for or distinguish that you're not just focused on your souls and you're just really focusing on the t- souls and then forgetting about the rest of your body. You get what I'm saying? So the idea is if you can have openness, it's just like sitting and you're sitting and you're aware of your whole body and then you notice that maybe, maybe like I have a... I have a wrist injury, so there's a lot of pulse, there's a lot of sensation there. So that becomes prominent or dominant, right, like in the forefront. And I can just be with it and just notice it, but continue to walk. So a lot of us have been taught to move, you know, the, the move, movement of the body, lifting, placing, lifting, placing, whatever. You can do that, but I'm suggesting that whatever you do, just be in the body and let the body uh, be your your anchor. Okay, so you can play with that if you want to do. But I would start off with the whole body as a sense, and then maybe like the rest of the practice, when it, some part of your body becomes dominant, then then focusing on that. But there's no right or wrong way to do it. You might start off with your feet and then expand to your whole body if that's where your focus is. But what I'm suggesting is just keep it really simple, just walking and knowing you're walking. Happy walking. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.